Hello, this is Stephen from the End the Sales page. This is our second podcast, and today it's going to be audio only. I'm delighted to be joined by a fellow Celt and John Tomlinson, also my cousin as well. So before I continue, I'd like to pass you over to John to tell him a tell bit about, your, about yourself, John, to the people and where your Celtic connections come from, if you don't mind. Aye, no problem. Hey, uh, everybody that's listening. Um, as Stephen says, uh, my name is John. Um, Stephen's actually my cousin. Um, he got in touch after he started uh, getting this up and running uh, and wanted a wee bit of help getting it set up and getting it started. So uh, I'll play my part in that. Um, help him get videos and that done. Uh, in terms of, yeah, I've been a Celtic fan all my life. Um, much like yourself, Stephen runs in the family. Yeah, uh, 100%. Yeah, um, it's for as long as I can remember. Um, just been running about Celtic. Uh, just through my dad, other family members such as your granddad and everybody else, or other cousins and everything. So <clears throat> that's basically just it, really. I've, I've, like I said, I've just it's been constant since as early as I can remember. Uh, it's like, it's more like a it's, it's more like a way of life, isn't it? In our family, you have to that's be in a Celtic way, sort of things. That's it. I don't think there's anybody uh, from our side uh, that isn't he a Celtic fan? Actually, thinking about it. Uh, there might be obviously <laughs> you might there might be well, the odd ones that are there. <laughs> but, but that's it. <laughs> well, that, that's no worries. I, I do appreciate your help as well. Also, John's going to be running the YouTube side of things, so any videos or audio clips are up there are going to be through John as well. So I thank him for that. So in terms of what we're going to speak to speak to you about today, in terms of following, is the previous game against Saburn, which we uh, won four 0 in the end. The Stephen Wells injury, but thankfully it seems like he's coming to fitness before Celtic fought EB anyway and also team news for the ge- upcoming game against St Johnson and also predicted lineups. so I'll be coming towards the end of the segment in terms of the previous game John what did you find interesting watching that? We did start um, we started quite slow which I, I was expecting that I mean as you're aware this, this, this season's been one to forget really um, we still seem to be finding our feet um, happy obviously um with the first goal, um, thought maybe that was us getting settled in, but again, it was just it took its time. But it was a decent game. There was a f- few decent performances. As you said Welsh, uh, thought played really well. Um, Roger as well. Uh, Taylor, I thought had a decent game. He's usually hit or miss for me, um, but he was alright. Uh, we seem to dominate I, I... possession for most of it as well, which is standard for us. But it's it's finishing that seems to be a problem in defending. So hundred percent. Every time they had a set piece or corner or anything like that, I was shitting myself. <laughs> Pardon my language. But <laughs> it's like standard. that's a Sunday league football once Celtic are defender, isn't it? Oh, it's oh, my heart's in my mouth every time it happens, man. Because you just going off recent games, that's mm. been our downfall: corners and free kicks, getting the ball into our box, and then just us not being able to uh, defend or mark properly. So. But we seem to be finding our feet a wee bit at the minute. We've had a few decent results in the past few games, so I'm hoping that continues. Yeah, I, th- I think personally, like Welsh for me brings a calmness to the back line. When I when I watch <coughs> Duffy, it's like a circus for him. I can't believe he's playing the Premier League for whatever amount of years it is, because he's come up to Scotland and he's been absolutely abysmal. And that's just being kind to the man. Obviously, I don't want to downplay him and downplay his Celtic heritage and stuff, but I think that's a lesson to English Premier League players who think they come up here and it's going to be a piss. It's not well, it's the way not that, 
Yeah, I mean, it's not the first time I've seen it. There's been, remember Joey Barton coming up uh, for Rangers, thought he was going to boss it uh, and got absolutely bullied. So there's never any guarantee, um, regardless of how good a player it is in a certain league. It's a completely different structure up here. It's a different, much more physical game than they're probably used to as well. So a different pace. Yeah, 100%. I think that's very underestimated by people down in England. The Scottish, Scottish Premier League matches are really, really fast. And if you can't cope with that, then... You're not going to make it up here. That, that's as simple as that. In terms of the, the midfield, I found it interesting that Rodgers and Turnbull was, were switching in between positions. I thought that was very good in terms of getting Turnbull into the game, where he's meant to play, because I think he's been the catalyst of the turn of form of what we've seen before Christmas. Obviously, the dip off there after Christmas, which is absolutely a shambles. But he seems to be a player that we can build a team around for years to come. Absolutely. No, I definitely agree. I think um, him and Sorrow... Um, since they've come into the side, they've been fantastic for me. And like you said, that game there um, against St Mirren, it was like you said the, the with Turnbull and Rogic, they, they them switching positions, um, bringing each other into the game, I thought worked really well. So I'm hoping to see many of that uh, going forward as well. Yeah, I, I, a part of me thinks, obviously, the way Neil Lennon's position is at the moment in the job. It's a bit of a cast 22 because if Celtic won this win and run till the end of the season or pick up more points or whatever and don't drop many points, is he going to keep his job, do you think? Do you think he'll stay on as manager? I hope not. I mean, I, I think like many Celtic fans, it's like we all love Lennon for what he's done uh, as a player yeah, for yeah. the club uh, and what he's done in his first stint as a manager. Um, and I don't think we can ever forget that. Um, but, I mean, this has probably been the biggest season in our history. Um, and it doesn't just come down to Lennon the board has been abysmal as well and they have been for a number of years they've not been on the ball so um, but for me yeah I mean it's for me regardless obviously there's changes coming in as we know uh, Dominic McKay uh, coming in uh, taking over for Peter Law Um, from what I can see see or hear uh, he's already involved um, that transition's already started to happen. He's, he's obviously, yeah. he'll be speaking to people and getting things in place. They talk about bringing I mean, in. Um, there is rumours that the director of football, Fergal Harkin, coming in from Manchester City. That's so right, there is, yeah. that, could, that could be a new thing coming in. And also seeing that the Man- Manchester City under 23 boss was linked with the job as well. It'd be quite interesting if that actually would go down with the Celtic fans. I mean, it's different. But the last time he took a project like that, look, Ronnie Daly came in and the Celtic fans weren't really pleased with that, even though he run two leagues in a row. So for me, I think they should be going for a manager who's proven, who's Definitely. actually done something. Yeah. Instead of going for the standard people who is Celtic-linked or Celtic-orientated, sometimes that doesn't really matter. Do you know what I mean? You need a coach that can coach players, can get the best out of the players. Perfect example, Brendan Rodgers. Absolutely. And he's another one. Is I know a lot of Celtic fans are bitter about how he left the club, but I mean, there was obviously I, I believe firmly believe that he was in a, he seen this coming uh, with the board and everything else, and I think he was kind of restricted. Like Peter Laws is a chief executive. Uh, it's not his place and it's not his role to be signing players and everything else. That's a director of football's job uh, or the manager's job. Um, but he obviously is taking the reins for a number of managers throughout the years so uh, and seems to be making a lot of the decisions and I think for managers we've had including Brendan Rodgers that obviously maybe played a part and I'm hoping uh, with him stepping down going forward if we bring in a director of football whichever manager whoever it is that we're bringing in they're happy to work with a director of football if we do get the likes of 
Harkin, uh, Harkin. So, um, or even that other who's that German boy we've been linked to uh, as uh, well, Ralph Ragnick. Ragnick, I, he, I mean, I, uh, look at his track record as well. That that would be a superb appointment. Hundred um, percent. But you look at that and you think it's so reachable. I mean, it's doable because I don't think he'll be after mega bucks. He's worked in Germany and stuff, and a lot of top coaches linked their play to him and say he was a like a a main coach in Germany. Do you know what I mean? So it was someone to look up to, even for two to three years, to steady the ship, get some ideas off him, and then you could get a European coach in to take over that. Do you know what I mean? It's, Absolutely. You have to put. You have to put the steps in process for years to come because this short-term plan that Celtic seem to have at the moment, it's not working, especially the loan signings, 60 grand a week wages. Do you know what I mean? It's, they're sitting on the bench most weeks. It's a waste of money. No, definitely. That, that That's always something that's annoyed me, um, getting in loans, especially, I mean, look at the, the players we've missed out on. Um, Paddy Roberts um, mm-hmm. was somebody we should have pursued um, when we had the chance. And there's other players that have came through uh, the doors as well on loan um, that have been hit or miss. Um, I don't think, yeah. it, I mean, it's a good business model from a financial point, I guess, uh, in terms of you're no forking out money for a player that could eventually, it could essentially be, for lack of a better word, shite. Like, imagine if we signed Duffy outright yeah, for a few million. 100%. We'd be in a position where, like, you're, you're, I can't see him being at the club at the end of the season. I'd be surprised if he was. Um, but if that was a permanent no. transfer, how are you, how are you shipping somebody that's no playing? Uh, he's not performing, uh, and you're probably just as we know, Premier League clubs and the money that they ask for their players just because of the league they play in is ridiculous. So, how much would they have actually cost? Yeah, even the friends playing in the Premier League, you're talking about eight, nine million pounds. It's it's it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's it is, isn't it? But in terms of the second half against Severn, I know we're off on a bit of wee tangent there, but in terms of the second half. How do you think we, we play the build-up play and stuff? I mean, switching positions, as I said, Turnbull went into the number 10 road. I thought that affected the team quite a lot. There was more passing play, there was more pressing play as well from the front. And I have to admit as well, in my previous, my first podcast actually, I said Roger shouldn't start the like side playing with 10 men, but he made me eat my words. I mean, that was one of the best support performances I've seen from him in a long while. No, definitely. Um I, I agree with that completely. I, and I, I agreed with your initial assessment as well about him starting. Um, I'd, I'd like to see uh, Sorrow and Brown starting. A lot of people seem to not like that idea. Um, but, I mean, I, I can't see why that would be a problem. So that's something I'd like no. to see us try going forward. But in terms of that second half, uh, again, took us, a, took us a minute to get into gear. But then you're scoring three goals in about three minutes. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then just putting the game to bed. Um, and it's it's pressing, like you said, pressing them there, uh, just being a, a lot more direct, um, and mm-hmm. putting away the final balls, the scoring, um, and that's what we need to do going forward. I think if we just keep doing what we're doing, uh, we'll see more of the same. But it's good to see. Yeah. We've, I mean, was it in the last three or four games we've scored something like twelve or so goals? So yeah, which isn't the character of this of this season anyway. For the for the leagues, like, do you know what I mean? No, but it's a step in the right direction. No, no, 100% it's a step in the right direction. But as I said previously, it's like a cap 22 because you see with this good form going forward, obviously I always want Celtic to win and play well. But the change that the the Celtic supporters want is a new manager. majority of Celtic fans is a new manager. And the more this form keeps going, will they keep learning for the rebuild? It's something we'll have to find out, obviously, towards the end of the season. And with season tickets coming up for renewal as well, I mean... Many fans are going to drop out. There's loads of people with financial difficulties, so the club need to do something to appease the fans, to make them want to come. 
I think there's a lot of fans that are going to be that are, that are already pretty much pissed off with the way it's hand, been handled at the minute. Uh, I know a lot of people want Lennon out now or, or reckon he should walk. Uh, you hear a lot of different rumours about there's a clause in his contract, which is why he's not being sacked because uh, it's going to cost us millions. So, uh, And Lennon knows that and he's not going to walk uh, when he's got a potential big payout. So uh, he's going to do that or just stay in the job and continue to get paid wages anyway. Um, but... I mean, it, 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 you also, the, the longer you leave it, you run the risk of losing out and guys like Eddie Howe. Um, yeah, and, yeah. I mean, he's already been linked now with Crystal Palace and stuff like that. So if it gets we'll to the point coming... Roy Hodgson. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, the, see, and I've said this as well with a few other boys, um, if we start these boys like uh, uh, Rangnick, um, Howe, uh, Benitez, although I think he's probably out of sight, I don't think we could afford the kind of money he'd expect, no. given the fact how much he was on when he was just in China. Um, he's probably going to demand a big wage, uh, and I don't think it's something we could probably meet. But um, there's other guys we could potentially lose it on the longer we drag it out. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm hoping something's done. I mean, I don't want, like I said, I love Lennon. Um, and everything he's done for the club, but it's time for him to go. And he needs to. I'm sure he sees that, but I, I don't know why he's not just doing it because he's pissing a lot of people off. He, I know there's a lot of fans that are. Mm. It's 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 one of them things you you, you know he's a Celtic man through and through, and you, you can't doubt that because everything he's been through with the club. But at the end of the day, a Celtic man should know when the times to go. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. You have to and, look. No, I mean, you're okay. absolutely right. Like you say, they, they should know when it's time to walk. Um, and at the end of the day, regardless of how good he was as a player or what he'd done for the club, he's first in as a manager. The club's bigger than any individual. So um, it's the yeah. same reason I wouldn't like Larson to come back as a manager because I don't want him to come in, fail, and then people turn against him because yeah. the history is the club. It's a thing where you look at it and you're like, they're Celtic men, yes, we agree. But at the end of the day, and I love Harry Dorsen, but he hasn't proved much in the managerial sense of things. He he hasn't really been successful. And he think he's in the Barcelona setup now, isn't he? With um, Ronald Koeman. Yeah. So unless he's learning lots from him and he's going to prove himself at another club first, I mean, maybe. But now it's not the right time for Harry Dorsen to come home, in my opinion. No, I, I, I completely agree. And like I said, it's, I mean, he's always going to be linked to us, eh? Um, but it, it's, yeah. like I say, the club's bigger than any individual. So um, regardless of how good they've been as a player, eh, what kind of history they've got with the club uh, or anything like yeah. that, it's like, at the end of the day, it, when it's time, it's time. And in my opinion, Lennon's time is done. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. So, and during the game as well, what we've seen was Welsh go off in a stretcher, which would have been a pretty bad sight for Celtic fans because he's probably the only bright spark to him and Turnbull and Sorrow, sorry. The committed the season. What was your initial thoughts when you seen that happen? Duffy coming back the horror show. <laughs> I was I was just holding my head. I was like, no, no please, no. Um, I seen them getting uh, ready to warm up and everything else. I mean, initially when I first seen the tackle, I didn't think there was too much in it. Um, oh, I thought it was, uh, yeah. But then when it showed you the replays and that, uh, and it shows you him going over his ankle, it looked a lot worse because that that could easily have been a break. So. Um, obviously a bit worried for the boy, but it's good to hear that obviously it wasn't any, uh, any sort of long-term damage or anything like that. And uh, that, That's awful. 
we would need at the moment. Like the, to be stuck with Duffy again the the end of the season would be absolutely terrible. And this is it. I mean, because like you said, our defensive problems have been pretty much consistent for the start. Um, mm-hmm. And like you say, he's, went, he's been a breath of fresh air well since he's came in. And he, he's obviously, um, with Kenny coming in as well, Kenny looks decent. Yeah, I was um, actually going to touch upon him. He does look really solid at the right back, doesn't he? I, I, I completely, I think he does. Um, and it's something we've obviously been missing as well. Uh, yeah. Elhamid, I, I thought... Um, Alhamid was a good player, um, but I mean, obviously he, he wasn't sort of fit. <laughs> by, by the looks of it, he couldn't wait to go back home. So I know he missed his family, but at the end of the day, if if he's going to stay at Celtic, he should be wanting to be at Celtic and move his family over. But we all thought Alhamid would be good, but injury seemed to plague him a lot during his Celtic stay. So I think that's the way that thing goes back yeah. back to his uh, club he was previously at. No, and he seems to be definitely happy with that anyway. Yeah. I wish him well. We all wish him well. I mean, when he was in the Rangers game, he came in. He, he looked decent. He played well, and then sort of after. I, had, I, I mean, I, I thought we had a few standout games. Yeah, um, Lazio. Aye, Lazio. Yeah. Um, but I, it's like I said, if, if if players not settled, there's not much you can do. Ah, uh, so yeah. Obviously, losing Welsh would be a big problem because uh, it means that's another defender <laughs> out the picture. Yeah. And like he says, what choices have you got? Then you're moving. I mean, beat on batting defence, which I mean he's done all right, but but he's not uh, he's not a centre back. He's not a centre back, like you said, I um, and with Julian being out, you've only got Duffy really, or you're you're taking your pick of other youth players, um, taking a chance yeah. at name, but no. In t- in terms of obviously we spoke about well, sir. So looking forward to the the weekend's game. In terms of team news, obviously we said Welsh is injury isn't. It's expected to be bad as a first thought, but I don't believe he will be in the game on Sunday. I think it'll be a bit too soon just to keep an eye on him and see if his ankle swells up. So that Aye. unfortunately means I think Duffy will start <laughs> on <laughs> sun- Sunday. Facing uh, Johnson, I agree with that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And James E. Forrest as well. He is back in training. I think he's on the grass with the team, but he's yeah, the same again. I think he's just easing his way back into playing in the training first and then slowly getting game time. Which is a plus sign because I think, as I said in my first video, Celtic's lack of, lack of planning, especially in the wide areas, they can't just rely on Forrest and Johnson. Do you know what I mean? It's it's a bit like resting them hopes them two players to keep the width. And once they go, we've had to resort to this diamond out of desperation, in my opinion. Do you know what I mean? Well, the, I mean, the diamond's working for us at the minute, but like you said, when, when Forrest and that comes back, eh, what, what do you do then with the shape of the team? Do you go, and who are you taking out? To put in because exactly. I think our, our midfield's probably been our strongest point. Yeah. Uh, like he says, we we Sorrow, Tumble, uh, McGregor, uh, Roger. I mean, we we know what he's capable of. Um, yeah. And then you've got like you said, Johnson's back. Uh, I mean, James, he's come. exactly. So I mean, there's so many different. It's like I think the midfield's probably most difficult in terms of picking players to start. I know we've yeah. seen cemented a few positions at the minute. There's a few players that are, are guaranteed, like McGregor uh, and that Christie hit or miss for me uh, this year. Yeah. But I think there's a lot, that... a lot of dividing Christie at the moment, isn't there? It seems like sometimes he can't be can't be bothered, and then the other times he pulls out them shots he did in the the semi final and the shot and the finish he made on the the week the weekday game there. I mean that that finish that he took was beautiful. Uh, and but just yeah, prior to that, was, I was I think I was just saying I was like, oh, it, he wasn't having such a great game for me. 
Um, but then he beat my words for scoring that goal. But I think from that type of thing, I think his dad himself has been down touting him to English clubs, unless his head's been turned and he's looking for a summer move, which a lot of players seem to be at the moment. I think there's going to be a massive, massive rebuilding job for whoever's in charge in the summer. And it's going to take money, but it's this climate we're in. Are Celtic board going to spend money and who they're going to spend it on? What areas, what positions? Do you know what I mean? They need to, a goalkeeper, defenders, and it's very likely that Edward and all that, a striker, a proven striker, a goal scorer. Yeah. So, I mean, we definitely need to strengthen in that. I think there's definitely going to be a few few people at the door. So, yeah, they, they better spend. We need to spend. I don't want to see another case where we do absolutely nothing or we're just bringing the players in and loan again. Yeah. I, I mean, that seems to be the, the planning for this season was get these English Premier League players in on loan, make it look good, but hasn't worked out. There's no plan B. There was no other alternative there. And the whole fiasco going to Dubai and all that stuff, it's just totally derailed our season. And it's been an utter shambles from start to finish. European campaign was disastrous. I know it was absolutely terrible. Uh, I mean, I don't know how you can lose 4-1 to Sparta Prague, home and away. And the, I think one of the games were playing the reserve team, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Do you know what I mean? No, that's right. I we, we, we absolutely struggled. Um, yeah. And it's Celtic in Europe's always been. I mean, we obviously want to be there, and we love it. But yeah. we just always underperform. Um, we've had in more recent seasons a wee bit more. Uh, was it always playing away? We we could never get a result away. Yeah. Uh, and it's, we had the sort of opposite effect this year. <laughs> we we could get yeah. decent results away from, uh, but at home when we're struggling. So it's just finding that, consistency. That seems, to, that seems to be for the league as well. Our home form's abysmal. I mean, away from home, we're picking up more points, I think, than home at the moment. And there's no fans in the stadium, so I don't understand why. And yet he came out and said in one of his press conferences that he's feeling no pressure playing for Celtic at the moment. Is that a good sign? Is that a bad sign? Where, where do they go from here? I think I mean I think everybody misses the fans. And yeah. Even just at this point, even watching the games on the telly, that, that having that, missing that atmosphere. And I, I, players are probably feeling less pressure because there are no fans are. I mean, fans will go on your back, they'll boo you and everything else if you're 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 not playing well. And it seems to be like they've got to get out of jail free card at the minute. Yeah. I don't think, but I think that that has. So I think. Like Ajay says, no having the the pressure uh, might help him, or he might feel better in that sense. But at the same time, yeah. I think it's it'll have a negative effect because they're not being pushed, and I think that is probably something that's keeping into a lot of players at the minute. And no having that back in, and no 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 having the fans there, uh, maybe even feeling also, a bit. When you, when you look across to the touchline, they land looking at a laptop. I mean, it's not really inspiring, is it? I don't know what they're doing, man. It's just a disaster <laughs> at the minute. It, 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 and every time it, it cuts to the, the dugout and you, you're looking at the, the, the Kennedy as well, and he's another one that's been linked with the manager's job, and that better not happen. No, 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 no. No, no way. I can't and if that, does, I, not, it, if that happens, there's going to be a hell of a lot of people no renewing season books. No. And no. There, there will be protests, man. I, I, there's no way you can go for Lennon. Take Kennedy and think that that's going to solve the problems we've got because it's not. That's I mean, bad. half the time when the camera goes to John Kennedy, shrugging his shoulders, or he's not listening to what Lennon's saying. 
So, <laughs> do you know what I mean? What, what, what are you going to replace him with? The worst version of Venom? It's, it can't be happening. Oh, I, 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 I don't even want to think about it, man. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> we'll, move, we'll, we'll move on into the protected lineups. I'll do mine first. I've got Bane and Gold, Kenny right back. Unfortunately, Duffy starting at centre-back along with Ayer. Taylor, and I'm going to bring back Sorrow. I think Brown might get a rest this game because he's played, a, I think it's two games in a row, three games in a row usually for him. Doesn't work out at the moment. Going to stay with Rodzik. Going to stay with him this time. Then I'm going to go McGregor on the left side of the diamond and Turnbull at the point with Eddie, Eddie Edward and Ajadi up top. Is there anything different on your particular lineup, John? Uh, no, I, I, I completely agree on the with Duffy. Uh, I think you'll probably start uh, I think the, the shape of the team and the, the everybody else that plays Sorrow, uh, the point you made about Sorrow replacing Brown as well, I can see that happening. Um, in far, as far as the keeper goes though, I saw a funny a post, uh, I think it was on Twitter or something, where somebody says, I think, uh, when they're picking the teams, uh, they're just playing rock, paper, scissors uh, to see who gets <laughs> the goals. <laughs> but uh, I, I, it could be Bain. It could be Barkas, it could be Hazard. I mean, it could be any one of them, to be honest. Uh, I, I'm hoping it's... we just stick with Bain at the minute. Um, yeah. Duffy, as you say, Kenny, right back, Ayer. Um, I'd like to see Laxalt get a game. I like Laxalt. Um, there's a few people as well saying that they don't think he's is convincing a defender. Um, but I don't see that. Well, it's not in the Europa League. He made the, the record amount of tackles in one game, was it? 13 Aye, tackles. Exactly. Uh, and you what, he, he, he's up and down the park all the time. Uh, yeah. I think he's, he, for me, he's quicker than Taylor. Uh, he's better yeah. control with the body's feet. Uh, I, and he I would hard. give Taylor credit in the terms that Taylor, to me, is like a Jackie McNamara. He's like a 7 out of 10. He's solid. He does his job. And I have seen, I mean... Taylor has more assists than Laxalt, but what I would say that is, Laxalt's came from a totally different style of play. He's Uruguayan. He he likes to get to the byline, switching them balls in, people coming on the end of him. And our strikers simply don't do that. They like the ball to feet. And a, a good point was made on another podcast I was listening to, that if you look at most of Celtic's goals this season, there's no free balls in, like, in front of the striker. It's all the feet and a turn and a shot. So... Laxell's coming from that back room where he wants to whip them balls across the box. Someone get on the end of it. And Taylor, for me, is the total opposite. He'll get to the edge of the box and try and find a wee pass that kind of way. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. where that's where that's for me where the difference is. If if you've seen that yourself, no, definitely. I think the problem of goat we or that we've had, especially with wing backs lately, full backs, whatever you want to call them, um, is their final ball crossing it. I don't think Taylor yeah. can get the ball off the ground anyway, even if he tries. Uh, it seems yeah. to struggle. Um, I don't think Laxalt was any better. Um, no. But I, like I say, I thought Taylor played well uh, against St Mirren. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he starts. I'd like to see Laxalt get another, uh, just keep him um, getting a little run out, just keep him fit, match fit and everything else. So. But yeah, yeah. Uh, like you say, Sorrow then, uh, McGregor, um, Turnbull, I, f- I mean... Eddie and the Jelly. Yeah, yeah, does, does Christie start? I don't see. I think Christie's felt fallen out of favour a wee bit with Lennon, from what I can see. Because when I think it was a few games back, there was a time, there was a time when Christie took a shot and he looked over to the bench and said, "Don't, don't question me what I'm doing." I think there might be a bit of a, a divide there. I mean, I don't want to create a rumour or anything, but it looks like that to me. It looks like Christie's the type of person who wouldn't take criticism well. 
No, um, and for me, it's, I don't know. Like I, said, I, had, I, there's, I think there's a lot of people love Christie, uh, and he, I mean, yeah. he's, he's had some great seasons with us, and we know he's capable of scoring and he's capable of doing some uh, amazing stuff with the ball, but he's too greedy <laughs> for me at the minute. Um, yes. Far too greedy. And uh, there's, there's been, when I'm watching games, it's like I'm watching, there's players uh, either side of him that are wide open, and he, he always seems to go back. Yes, 100%. And it's annoys me, or he'll try, and, he'll try and just go himself, and then he'll end up making yeah. an asset. And I'm just it always seems to be really. when Celtic are on the counter attack, you have one player on the right, one player on the left, he has it in the middle, he doesn't look either side. As you said, he either tries the, the spectacular or turns back on himself and goes backwards and slows down the play. Which, and also, and another thing as well, I've noticed his discipline sometimes is abysmal. There was a tackle he did, I think it was against, um, if I'm not mistaken, it was against Livingston. And led the one of their goals, and it, it was a needless tackle, a free kick. And you know what Celtic get free kicks, and they score a header. And oh, I think a lot of your players have been guilty of that, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, just I make stupid decisions. It's, and then when you've got Duffy at the back, and he can't, he, he, for a guy that size, to you know, be able to jump for a ball. I mean, you see, when we're getting corners, and he's up attacking the ball, he seems to meet the ball no problem. But for a defensive standpoint, he can't. He's he's completely absent. He's nowhere to be seen. It's ridiculous. It's, it's almost like the way I look at it. I was actually saying to a few people as well. It's is it because Celtic play a high line and he's used to sitting on the edge of the box of Brighton and he can't turn? Because when Brighton in the Premier League are playing, they're sitting back. He doesn't need to turn. He's on the edge of his box anyway. And when a player goes one on one with him in the Scottish League, he can't do it for pace. He's he's been he's been turned inside out so many times. I mean, that goal against Stas at Murren, I think it was Dermis, their player. The ball came up. It bounced in front of him. He looked at the player, Dermis put a foot out, flicked it past him and scored a goal. And then the end, Duffy moved away from them and scored. It's, it's just not there for me. And I think his loan should have been terminated. It really should have been. I think it probably would have been if we had enough defenders to cover. But I think the problem is, is we don't, which is why he was brought in in the first place. No, um, you're And like he says, instances like this, if, if we had a terminated his loan uh, and Welsh getting injured, potentially long term it could have been. Uh, where do you stand then? So I think uh, it's one of the things where it's like I don't know. Sometimes he's worse than a man doing, but <laughs> yeah, yeah <you're> <laughs> you have to right do something. Yeah, I mean, you need a you need a lot of men on the park, and he has a defender at the end of the day. Um, I always I'm, I'm always hoping that I mean, do you remember just before we signed him, um, or just before he signed, uh scored a couple of goals for the national team then in his debut he got a yes. couple for us Yes. and you were like oh, fuck, we've got a player here this is going to be great because this is exactly what we'll be needing and then yeah. <laughs> it, it was night and day because every think, game after that he's just been a nightmare I think the Spur of Prague game killed him I mean there was a, there was a point in that game where their player mulled by Carlson I think he was uh, he's been linked with Celtic as well after them performances he took the ball from the halfway line, ran at Duffy. Duffy fell over, looked at the sky. I mean, from from, from that point, I think Duffy's been that's been him. He, he's been this is not for me. No, I, it's, it's, I think he's just it doesn't the pace up here, and that doesn't suit him at all. But like I say yeah. I think he's going to start because I don't think we've got any other real option. Um, hoping Julian. I don't mean, I don't know what the situation is with him and he's his injury, but I'm, I was so glad when he came back. Yeah, he added. He just he's a presence, isn't he? He's he's just there. He 
he goes through everything and he he gives his best. And I know sometimes the physical side of things when he's up against the tall striker lets him down. But he came into the team, wasn't it December time? And he, he looked brilliant. And unfortunately, he whacked his knee off a post. That's just the way our season's going. I know it's been an absolute nightmare. Yeah. But um, just before we wrap up, John, we're going to do score <laughs> predictions. So I'll let you go first in this one. What do you think the final score will be? I'm going to go for 4 none again. <laughs> I'm being overconfident. Very, up, very, up, very optimistic. Very optimistic. And it, seems to be, it seems to be a prime number at the, uh, the last few games anyway, so I'm just going to stick with it. Stick with 4? Yeah. Yeah, I... I'm going to be a bit more conservative. I'll go 2 1 to Celtic. Mainly because all the players will be coming for Duffy at the back. <laughs> I'll, I'll go I'll go with 2 1. But yeah, I forgot that. Maybe 4 1. 4 1. No clean sheet there. <coughs> but, um, John, I've thoroughly enjoyed speaking with you and I'm looking forward to doing more things with you in terms of the YouTube channel, which you're going to be in charge of anyway. And I appreciate your help, me setting up the page and sending me over some graphics that I can use as well on the page, which has been fantastic. So thank you for listening to End the Celts. And as I said before on, on the previous post, we'll be posting Tuesday and Friday to cover games, any midweek games and any breaking news coming from Celtic. In the meantime, stay updated on our Instagram page. There'll be posts, there'll be breaking news, transfer rumours, that sort of thing. And we can interact under there on the comments. And if you have any questions or anything you want me to answer, Help me up with a message and we'll do the best to answer them and discuss all things Celtic. In the meantime, heal, heal and stay safe. Thank yous.